0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Youth Ministry Booster, an online youth ministry resource network that for $25 a month provides all the graphics, games, visuals, resources, and community support that you need to enhance your large group gatherings. Boost your youth ministry at www.youthministrybooster.com. Get everything you need to make your next teaching series great. Visit www.youthministrybooster.com and get boosted today. time for honest reflection in youth ministry, whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years. We hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After 9, the most honest conversation in youth ministry.
1: Hey, After 9 listeners, we're so excited to have Frank the Tank Gill on the podcast today. You know him, you love him. He's all over social media because of that big, gorgeous beard. But enjoy, sit back and listen as our buddy Frank, Pastor Tank, answers all the tough, honest, and great After 9 questions today. Hey everybody, we're so excited to be on After 9 today with a friend of the podcast, fellow podcaster and beard aficionado, my buddy and yours, you know him as Pastor Tank, but I call him my buddy, Frank Gill. Frank, how you doing today, man?
2: I'm doing good, man. Glad to be here.
1: Man, we are so excited to have you on the podcast. Started your own podcast. Uh, we'll talk about it at the end. It's good. It's good. It's, it's the Frank that I missed. Like There was like that season of life where we had these like, weekly videos with Honest Frank, what's happening in youth ministry, yeah. and now he's in my car ride, and I love it. And so I'm glad you're here today recording, hanging out. Frank, we love having good friends and great youth ministers on the After 9 podcast, and we would be so excited to ask you some questions today about life in youth ministry
2: let 's do it man i 'm so glad to be here this is This is gonna be a fun time let 's talk about it
1: sweet okay, oh, question number one is this man, like what got you into youth ministry? I think a lot of people this is like this is like the backstory of the hero right like how <laughs> did <laughs> what is the travel log that got you here? because goodness, like there are like a thousand other things you could do in life, and there 's probably a hundred other ways that you could hang out with young people. Like, why youth ministry and, like, why still? I mean, you've been doing it for a
2: decade. So, like,
1: clearly, like, something got you in and got you hooked. What is it?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good question, man. So so when I was 17, I, um, I, I became a Christian on a missions trip to the Bahamas. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. Yeah. You got – you didn't get saved by a missions trip. You got saved – on a mission trip, yes, yes. Okay, I, okay. Yeah, this is the uh, the irony of it all. That's why, I, like, you know, God has a sense of humor. Actually, it Actually, brings up some really interesting questions. Like, do you mission take... trips save lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so our the, the youth group I grew up in, um, would go to the Bahamas, um, through this organization called Mission Discover. I think they're okay. still around, and they still do missions in the same place. Um, and where we went to, there was this like AIDS camp where like. Okay. People who had AIDS who were dying of AIDS, the, the island would literally section them off to make them all live there. And we as a youth group would go there and paint houses and, wow. and all this stuff. It was really, really like, like – modern-day
1: leper stuff, right? Yeah. Like it,
2: leper. Wow, okay. Thinking back, it was like super intense. Like, yeah. I mean as a youth pastor today, I'm like that would be an interesting experience. But it's super, super intense. Um, and I remember there was this lady there. Who was like, like she's like s- always singing these worship songs and a big smile on her face, and like it just it like like God brought me in that time in the right place where like I was struggling with like identity and like joy and and depression and like seeing her so full of joy, knowing that like she could die tomorrow because of her AIDS, like yeah. b- did something in my life where it, it just all clicked. Like Jesus needed to be my joy and my hope. And, and like that week is when I put my trust and faith in Jesus. And, and so my, I got saved going on a mission trip to another country. And, um and so I don't know how your experience was in your senior year of high school, but like for me, the, the, like, a couple of weeks later, I got back from the mystery trip. I went to school, and they did that thing where it's like, let's figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like, you know, you always get stuff like engineer, firefighter, plumber. It's like <laughs> none of this stuff really sounds good to me. Um. So, But I, it made me think critically, what do I really want to do? Mm. And the only thing that I kind of really wanted to do was to be the men that were in my life that kind mm. of walked with me while I was, like, in rebellion, while I was kind of doing my own thing. And that was my youth pastor my small group leader. And so I kind of, I just kind of determined to myself, like, I want to be the father to the fatherless. I want to be a youth pastor. So whatever that means, I'm going to do it. And like, in my ignorance, I thought that's just like ordering pizza and doing lock-ins, right? Like, I didn't think that there was like more to youth ministry than that. Like, when people say, Frank, what do you do all week? I don't get offended because I get it. People don't know what youth pastors do all week. Right, right. They just (laughs) see the the hour on the weeknight, right? So like, so, so that's what I thought. So, I went off to to, uh, play football in college for one year, and then I broke my knee, came back to Florida, went to Bible college, and then at Bible college is when I really felt like my calling was confirmed, because that's where I learned, like, oh, there's preaching, and there's, like, service planning, and all this other stuff that involved in student ministry, and, like, I realized I loved it. Like, I loved preparing sermons. I loved all that kind of stuff, and I really didn't realize that was something that was a gift that I had or whatever. And so... Through enjoying all that kind of stuff and then along the way being like uh, a, like affirmed by other people that this is something I should be doing. That's how I kind of came into student ministry and I fell in love with it. And that's why I'm still here now. It's like it's just it's an awesome, awesome time. And 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 I get the opportunity to be the, the, the man and the men that were in my life to students today. That's incredible, man. What an yeah, incredible man. legacy. What an incredible role.
1: I think that's one of the things. Maybe if you want to share a little bit more like that that identification as kind of a father to the fatherless as this kind of youth minister role. Is that, is that kind of how you see like the shape of your work and kind of the relationship you have with your students? Like say more about kind of that kind of like construct.
2: Sure. So, so my father wasn't there for me in my life and my, and basically my entire family, the only people who are Christians is my, my mother and I. Mm. And so, so, so those two men that were in my life really like filled the gap. So not only to, to kind of, Teach me the gospel and good doctrine and all that kind of stuff, but also like what it means to be a man and and a, and, and that kind of stuff. So so when I look at student ministry, I, I definitely gravitate more towards those students that don't have uh, parental figures or at least godly figures in their life. Mm. But I also like see myself as like um, coming alongside parents and being that other voice to those kids that that naturally students start to gravitate away from their parents find another figure and and i get to be that other figure in their life so so yeah like i mean i'm definitely drawn to those kids who like don't have either a father figure or more importantly like any kind of spiritual leaders in their life. And, and I want to pour and invest my time on them because I see so much of myself in them. That's
1: awesome, man. That's good. That's good. That's, and I say, I think that's a really important, like that shaping kind of metaphor uh, for people is, is the thing that keeps them attached to the work, right? Like if you see yourself as ping pong pizza guy, you're probably not <laughs> going to do youth ministry for a long time. Right. But if you have that big vision of, like, well, this is this is who I am, and I, like, happen to order a mean pizza, and, you know, my top spin is quite good, like, that's fine. But, like, there really <laughs> is that, like, whatever that big metaphor is for why you're into it is what's going to keep you in it. Okay, what is, and this is hard because it's been a decade, but what is your favorite youth ministry moment? Maybe it's, like, a defining yeah. thing that happened like the funniest story or maybe God working in a really kind of like tragic time. But like if anybody's like favorite youth ministry moment or like this, like the most like kind of sticky moment of youth ministry in your life, like what is that one
2: for you? Man, it's, I mean, this is such a hard question. Cause like, like, you know, I went to Costa Rica with a couple of students on a mission trip. That was like the perfect mission trip. Okay. Like, nothing went bad. Yeah. Like, it was really fun. <laughs> and it was just like such a, like people like were crying at the end. Like it was just one of those like great weeks. And then like, you know this current student ministry. I took them to uh, summer camp this past year. and It was the first summer camp the youth group has ever done, and it was it was a blast. But like, I don't know. Like for me, kind of going back to the first point, like I could I could name you students from like each ministry I've been in that that were that kid that was like I saw myself in them. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Where it's like this is why I do like, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like 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 you know when I first met them, I was like, Lord help them. You know, like <laughs> they are. They're so far gone. Yeah. And like I'm sure my youth pastor said that about me. Like, okay. Lord help Frank, cause he is gone. Uh, and then somehow through just you know, bearing with them and loving them and walking through them, like I could I can name kids in each ministry where like like later in life. Like this I mean youth ministry is a long game, right? Like there's no like um there's no instant feedback. Like a senior pastor kills a sermon, he's getting high fives and hugs. The executive pastor balances the budget, he's getting executive and hug. You know what I'm saying? Like he's getting all the good stuff. Like a youth pastor, like <laughs> there's no high fives and hugs after a youth night. You know what I'm saying? Like like the, 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 the win is three years after they graduate and they're like, you know, I remember you told me I should wait till marriage because – Uh, like sexual morality is going to lead me to a path of destruction and pain and I fought for that when I graduated from high school and I'm better because of Mm -hmm. it and like like having those kids come to me after they graduate and just say like yo thank you like that that's like that's it yes that's it. Yeah. jesus is awesome you know like that's what's good yeah that's good that's good
1: and it is the students right and i really I mean i mean moments aside i think it is we attach to our like these stories to these lives of transformation and that's beautiful
2: that's yeah beautiful i mean i will say this though like i have this i i'll see if i can find the video i took a drone to camp last year <laughs> and um and we played this like weird version of like uh captured the flag that involved like tackling and stuff it was ridiculous it was a ridiculous game and i have a shot of this girl nailing this other girl like just feet kicked up like almost did a backflip and it was like the great like i wa- I watched that video like, over and over times. that's awesome yeah it's just one of those things where it's like whenever you see a, like a dodgeball a kicking nail in the face it's just hilarious i, just I mean as, when, when they're okay yeah. i mean it's just the funniest <laughs> thing ever but yeah that was pretty great too <laughs> It's good to have some of those, right? I mean, there's, 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 right. there's, some, good,
1: there's some good slapstick comedy and some, some right. non-violent violence yeah. in youth ministry. Kids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, man, we all know that it can be great in youth ministry, but it can also be not so great. Yeah. Uh, one of the things like, after and we like to ask is, was there ever, or maybe just what was the night or a night you almost quit? I mean, obviously, other side of the story, you're still here, mm-hmm. still doing youth ministry, but was there a Wednesday, a Sunday, a mission trip that didn't go so well or yeah. like, you know, maybe 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 you got to the end of the camp week and you're like, Lord, help me. I think I'm done. Like what what was the yeah. night you almost quit? What happened?
2: Yeah, man. I don't know if like I have a very unhealthy view of this or something because like, I think about this all the time. Like I think like. <laughs> like once every other month, I'm thinking like <laughs> it'd be so much easier to work at Popeyes. Like frying chicken would be so much greater right now. You know what I'm saying? Because like you don't you don't take frying chicken home. Why do we always go to fast food? We always go to fast. Right. Food. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it's true though. It's like you don't you like like people who flip burgers don't go home at night thinking how am I going to flip burgers better next yeah, week? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. they don't they don't do. It's just like they leave work at home where youth ministry is with you all the yeah. time. I mean, like. There's been times in student ministry where I, I look at like kids and I see how their lives are going and I kind of put their sin and like weights and issues on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like I've been doing student ministry for ten years. I'm married, I have no kids, but I've given baby gifts to three students, yeah. you know, in the cut course. You know what I'm saying? Like so and I've your had kids. I've yeah, your kids, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and literally my kids are having yeah. kids. You know, <laughs> That's and right, it, that's right. And it's just like it's just like you know i i you know i start questioning like am i doing something wrong like how, where have i screwed up in all mm-hmm. this and and i you know really doubting you know my call and and all that kind of stuff but i think for me you know the the biggest thing that causes me to want to quit oftentimes isn't the students but it's more often like the people like my bosses okay. or like the people i work okay. with and uh you know like I, I i could say boldly and i'm not trying to like sugarcoat this cuz i could say this honestly like where i'm at right now in milwaukee is the dopest place That's ever awesome. like they they go above and beyond. They love students. They get it, and like I've had zero problems working with this team. It's it's like it's almost like weird. Like I almost I'm afraid like I might mess it up. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Cause it's it's so great. But like man, in the past, and I you know it's one of those things where it's like it's in the past, but you know, there's been times where I remember I was working in this one, um, in the student ministry and like half of our kids are urban and like, we're drawing a lot more of urban kids who listen to hip hop, who, who look a lot more like me than the demographics of the church yeah, at large. Yeah. And I, and I said like, Hey, like the reality is our student ministry is evolving. And so I want to do an event where maybe we bring in some hip hop artists yeah. and, and stuff like yeah. that. And, uh, and literally I was told, we're not going to do that. We don't want that culture in our mm. church. And that was the most disheartening and painful thing. Cause it's like, what we're saying is ultimately we don't want those kids in our church yeah. either. Yeah, you yeah. know? And, and so like, I remember th- times like that, it's like, what do I do? Like, wh- how do I even deal with this stuff? It's like, I feel like my vision is contradicting the vision of the church and, and like, I, you know, and just kind of wading those waters. And so I was like, I, I didn't know what to do. And, and, and Honestly, my first desire is instead of making a big huff about it in the church, I'd rather quit and like go design websites or something yeah, yeah, yeah. than than deal with this. Go because start, go start it's, a hip hop venue to...
1: and just have all the hip hop artists, yeah,
2: <laughs> right. A record label, why not? <laughs> right. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, and and, you know, and through all that, I just kind of learned like you know, there, there's ways to love our students than to always have hip hop concerts or whatever, yeah. and and figure that out. But man, there's been times with like some some lead staff people throughout my years that. I just leave, you know, a meeting, really my head cast down wanting to quit and like texting my wife saying, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Like, should I can you edit my resume because I don't know what to do. Yeah. And and you know, the, the only time she's ever had to resume edit my resume was twice and now I'm at this awesome church, but but like but yeah, it's been tough. Well, and that's been I will
1: I will speak truth and, and and second to you that having the right kind of staff around you, like I, I really yeah. think and, and, and hopefully our listeners aren't thinking it's some kind of like quest for the golden fleece to find the perfect staff, right? But just a supportive right. staff that that gets you can make all the difference. Like students are great, yeah. and there's ways to impact and be for students wherever you're at. But if you have good yeah. staff around you, treasure it, treasure it. That is, oh man, yeah. that's that's so true, so true. But hey, if you ever want to start, yeah. you know, Tank Records,
2: I'm in. <laughs> hey, could, or Big Beard Records, we could we could do Big Beard Big Records. Beard we could records. do that. Let's yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, man. I've been practicing how to okay, rap, so okay. hopefully one day I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put these microphones to good use. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, this is our after nine
1: question uh, yeah. of, of asking you, what is your after nine question? So for our listeners, this is the thing that, man, uh, you know, for for you on Wednesdays that midweek service, you're locking up, getting that last kid out. It's been a big night. Maybe it's been good. Maybe it's been bad. What is that evaluative question that just kind of gets at you, gnaws at you, haunts at you,
2: yeah, so like the two biggest things I always ask myself after a service is like what did I even talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right like 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 what was my what was my message even about, and like i I work on my message during the week and like i'm I'm brainstorming i'm analyzing, I might even send it to some friends to like look it over, um but then when i'm actually I actually preach it. And like the, the, like whatever I say, I just start second guessing mm-hmm. myself and start was like, what did I even <laughs> say? Like, was it heretical? Yeah. Like, what did, it, you know, all these type of questions. And like, you know, I remember, like, do you ever have any kids in your youth group who like, they have, like, an angry face when they listen. You know what I'm talking about? And so, like, I'm preaching, and, like, I'm like, man, I thought I'm talking about God's love, and this person looks like they want to approach right. me. Like, what did I say? And so so those kind of questions and doubts are really coming to my mind. And then the next thing, the next I always go to is, is what were my interactions yeah, like? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, with, mainly, not so much with students, but with adult mm-hmm. leaders. Like, like I always, because, like, I, I feel like, I want to make sure these leaders are happy because they're the ones that are spending their time investing in these kids. And so if I'm pouring into them, they need pouring these kids. And I don't want to screw that up. So like, was I short with anybody? Was I was I bossing someone around? Did someone come up to me, kind of showing that they were like not having a good day, and did I dismiss them? Like, I really start kind of reexamining all these conversations I yeah. had, almost to the point where I'm being overcritical. And like, I'll be texting them, like, Hey, um, did I miss something today? Did I, you know, start asking them questions? And and usually it's all in okay. my mind. Usually it's just me and my head overthinking it but um but really kind of like being critical about what i said and then uh and my interactions with these leaders because i want to make sure they're good
1: do do you log any of that do you like write down those interactions with like these parents and leaders and stuff like how, how do you kind of like keep all that in your mind is it just kind of like a wash of stuff that comes over like on the drive home or like or do you like kind of like key in on one or like how do you kind of evaluate those those interactions reactions conversations Um, post-Wednesday yeah
2: so so like in the in the midst of the service i'll totally maybe miss something because i'm just like i'm so high on like making sure the service is getting done talking to my key leaders who are running different things that like i might talk to you and and like just say a bunch of stuff listen to what you say and move on and not think anything about it but at the end of the night when i think back like Oh yeah, so and so said they had a rough week, and I just said okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I should probably like say something more, and uh, and and so so yeah, it's not like I write anything down. It's more of just like I start rethinking the conversations I had, and and thinking like, oh yeah, that was a funny joke someone said, or. Yo, was I insensitive when I made that little sarcastic comment? In, you know, and and start rethinking these kind mm. of things. I mean, I just know, like, at the time, I, I have a big personality. That sometimes I'll make a joke that might not land to the right people, and I sometimes I'll say something in a sermon that someone might think I'm, I'm, you know, subliminally talking yeah, to them yeah, about, yeah. and I'll totally miss that. And so over the years, being aware that that's happened before, I'm now like kind of rethinking, like. Am I being intentional to make sure I'm not being, you know, you know, insensitive yeah. or something? So, rethinking all this kind of stuff is is something I'm constantly thinking about. After that's hard service.
1: though, man. Like when you're the guy up front, the guy with the microphone, especially when yeah. you're a big guy with a big personality, to like pause and like knowingly like give space and be present in the middle of a program, right? I like, guess one of the things that like like yeah. so many times like I, like there's that guilt that comes with like you want to do all this stuff on a Sunday or a Wednesday, but by doing all this stuff. Are you as pastoral as you can be because you're so like, you know, know, chief programmer, right? Like it's one of those, like, hey, literally dear student leader, any other day than Sunday is a great day to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but by the same token, like that's the day they're there and that's the day they want to talk to you yeah. and balancing the program and the pastorship, man. Like that's tough.
2: Well, Zach, let, I mean one thing that I – like your what you just said is, is exactly it. And one thing that I tried – to like I just implemented a new position amongst my leadership team called the program okay. director. And so one of my volunteer leaders, like I meet with her once a week and I kind of go over the, you know the planning center and I say, listen – I want you to be as worried as you can about the order okay. of service so I don't That's have to. Right. So yeah, that way yeah. it frees me up to talk to people. So she has and the so, clipboard. She, like, you
1: don't have the clipboard. She has the clipboard. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so, I mean, I- I'll think about it during the week, but then that night I'm like, you run with this so I don't have to yeah. worry about it. I mean, the reality is it's it's hard to kind of turn that off in the back of but my mind. But you can mind, turn it down. But, like, <laughs>
1: you exactly. You can at least turn it down. Exactly. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> suppress a little bit because i could say hey i trust her she went to school for engineering she knows numbers mm-hmm. and graphs i don't get it she gets it we're gonna be on time we're gonna be on time. <laughs> she, she'll take care of it i'll be able to focus on being able to just be present work preach my sermon and be able to like just yeah that's be awesome. present and and like so we've been doing that for a couple of weeks now and that's, that's been definitely. sweet and again like
1: that's that's yeah. not a you know like imaginary staff person you're trying to chase down. That's a volunteer that already has skill sets right. that you can meet with during the week to really lighten yeah. your load You know, for a Sunday, Wednesday, whatever. Because the program, if it's planned yep. well, should run itself until it doesn't. But then again, she's got your back. And so you can focus on preaching and being a pastor. Dude, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Which is why I mean, this is there's just some things that come with doing the job for a while. And that's why like for the guys and the girls that do youth ministry for 2 years, never to return. Like my heart breaks because it was like you were almost on the edge. Like you were on the verge yeah. of like everything kind of coming together for you. Uh so so 10-year veteran Frank, if you could go back in time and talk sure. to first-year Frank, that first job in Florida right out the Bible College shoot what would you tell him? Like, what? What would you be like? Sit him down and be like, "Here's the deal, man. I know you're thinking a lot of things, but here's the thing: you really need to worry about right now."
2: I would say, Frank, get over yourself. All right, and, and let me tell you why I say that. Let me tell you why. So, Frank, Frank, first you say Frank you don't know me. A, a, <laughs> he, he would. He'd be like, first off, your beard's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Will that really be me one day?" And then he'll and like, "What weird universe are you talking to me? This is crazy." No, um, I I think first you're Frank and is 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 still in bible college and he's and he's learning a bunch of stuff. And and with that, there's this like zeal that's really really exciting for him that he wants to just exert that to okay. his kids. So like his great idea for the year is doing 18 weeks in Leviticus <laughs> and like and like yeah, and, Bible and, college, and, you, and, pastor, yeah, right. And Frank thinks you know you know we're not going to do games because we're going to be we're going to be right. smart and yep, intellectual yep. and and all this stuff. And I would say Frank, take a deep <laughs> breath, bro. Like 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 there's Dude, a way. just chill. <laughs> There's a way to to preach truth and doctrine and and all that good stuff all the while contextualizing Mm -hmm. to your kids and like not making this about like, you know, Bible college junior. Like some of these kids don't want to go to Bible college, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and some of these kids shouldn't be going to Bible college. They came to youth group. So preach the truth, but don't make it so intense where it's like, it's like the school for the, you know, it's school on Wednesday Mm -hmm. night now. And so I would say like, like, you know, I know you want to kind of you know get these kids to be little John Calvins and you want these kids to like memorize, you know, Deuteronomy and that's this is good and this is I I love the zeal Frank but yeah. relax because what you need right now is to just show these kids the gospel and show them what does a life changed by the gospel yeah. looks like. All the other stuff like you know <laughs> loving Leviticus whatever <laughs> that looks like will be an overflow yeah, yeah. from that, you know. That's good me.
1: No again, and that's and that is one of those things that like it is the classic reminder that your faith journey as the youth pastor is not aligned with the faith journey of a 14-year-old. Like, if it is, then we're in trouble. (laughs) Like, you've got to find ways to, like, to minister where they're at. And no, that's, I mean, at 22, 23, you can't know that yet, right? Like, you've you've only lived your life. You've only lived your story. And so to have, you know, have somebody kind of, like, shake you free from your own existence to say, hey, remember what it was like to be 14. Preach to that guy. Don't preach to your twenty-two year old self. Yeah, no. Like, and yeah. I, I lo- and I love Bible college students. Like, I, I mean, I, I did I did the undergrad, took all the Bible yeah. classes, and like the first several like series that I wrote and taught were like super heady, right? Like it was yeah. one of those like there were historical references. Yeah. We were going to reinvigorate church history because the Bible didn't drop out of nowhere. But man, they don't, kids don't care. They want to know yeah. if you love them, and they want to know if if God's got yeah. anything to say to them.
2: I think I I think like uh, I think you know when I was younger. Yeah, I mean when you're when you're young, you can't tell a young person anything. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) And if you don't and if you don't
1: believe that listener, it's because you're young. (laughs) If you don't believe if you don't believe that you can't tell a young person anything, then don't worry. You just identified yourself as a young person.
2: (laughs) And like, you know, I mean I remember being twenty, twenty one, interning and being so jaded towards, like, the big box youth ministry stuff, right? Being like, oh, no, I never want to be like Doug Fields. And it's like, wait a minute, Doug Fields has so much more... he has so much wisdom in his pinky yeah. that I'm. I literally just got my, you know, my two years of Bible college. Like, what am I? How arrogant right. am I? And so I think I guess being jaded towards like how I thought '90s and early 2000s student ministry was that I wanted to be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna revolutionize student ministry and make it more academic. Mm. And realizing, like, I had to learn the hard way. I mean, luckily I was in a safe space okay. to kind of like flop on my face. Mm. Um, and, and 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 not ruin kids lives in that <laughs> but like uh, but like yeah i mean i would tell frank like yo take a deep breath it's going to be okay just show these kids the gospel and how to live it and and it'll be all mm, right yeah, that's
1: good that's good no and that's and that's that's such a release right like i feel like young youth pastors yeah. have the weight of the entire world on them that they are going to fix the church now and for the future I mean, if you would just be a faithful disciple to these young kids, like yeah. God will sort out the other stuff. Like you may be at that church yeah. for a short time or a long time. Those students may be involved in that youth ministry for a short time or a long time. But if you just be faithful to them, that's that's what God's calling you to do. You're not supposed to fix broken churches or, you know, do do the work that the senior leader isn't doing. Okay, enough heady yeah. stuff, man. People want the goods. So for you, Frank yeah. Gill, social media activist – all over the place, taking good pics, having good videos, sharing good stuff. Um, what is this season of life? Last few weeks, last few months. What is one practical tip, application, or process that is making your time and work in youth ministry better?
2: Uh, my biggest takeaway. It's I guess it might be similar to the thing I just said, but I I, I don't know if uh, uh, Kenny and L like I think they wrote a blog post about this a couple years ago um, about the importance of having fun in student ministry. And I remember if they were a blog post or if it was a podcast or a video or something, but I remember reading that and, like, feeling kind of convicted, like, is my youth ministry fun? Yeah. And I remember thinking about, like, you know, we as youth pastors, our youth ministries are not going to be, like, the most entertaining things in the world. We can't compete with the rest of the world. But we also shouldn't be boring, right? Like, like when the student comes into our youth youth rooms, like, It should be a place where they laugh and they smile and they're happy. And then so I think about this. I tell this to my leaders all the time. It's like we show goofy videos in our student ministry that have no spiritual purpose. The The point of these funny videos is to make them laugh. And we play games that are super silly and fun. And the reason why we do that is because laughter and fun is the equity these kids want Mm. or these kids need for us to be able to speak truth into their life. And so like when they're – so so, they might not remember everything that went on and a certain youth night, but they'll remember feeling happy and and enjoying their time. And so later on, when I come alongside them and speak truth into their life or, or confront their sin, they've given me the equity in their heart to be able to speak into that because we've been able to have fun together and, and laugh with each other and build that kind of bond and relationship that can only be had. While having fun, and so I would say, like the biggest thing, like I intentionally do when I think about every single service is what are the elements that are okay. fun, and if I don't have any fun elements, <laughs> I I need to figure this out. I need if to if change that something. If that column up. is empty, put something in there quick, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah and, and, and yeah and, and so 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 like I'll, I'll be critical like is this game fun or am I just gonna have a bunch of kids kind of looking at their phones while two people are on the stage guessing answers okay, okay. right like what what is fun because if you have the whole room laughing the whole room having a good time then when you get to that message and you talk about um heavy heavy stuff or weightier stuff the kids will be like all right, I'm gonna to listen to this. Like you've you've built trust in me because we had we had fun together. That's something I've been learning and it's been super positive. It's been <laughs> it's, super isn't good. it
1: great that we're ten years into this and the thing that we're learning or relearning has how important fun is. Like everybody everybody right. thought that the twenty two year old guys would be the ones that were all about fun, but dude. Thirty is the new twenty, man. Like this is, yeah, we're finding fun now, right? Like, like this is the renaissance right. of fun. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing today. Um, if folks wanted to reach out, connect with you, what's the best ways to find you? I know you got a new thing on the internet that people are listening to, asking about. So, what's the best ways for folks to connect with Frank?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm on all the social networks. <laughs> it's true. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I, I always say this: if you want to connect with me on Snapchat, it's super inefficient, but we can do that okay. too. And it's uh, it's a pastor. Underscore Tank. Pastor on underscore on Tank. All, on all That's, I, yeah, everything except Facebook. Okay. Facebook doesn't allow underscores. Okay. That's just Pastor okay. Tank. But everything else is Pastor underscore Tank. And then, yeah, man, um, I just started a podcast on uh, November 1st. I, I dropped 15 minutes with Frank since it's. Uh, no Shave November. I figured, like, we'll start a podcast yeah. on November 1st. And uh, and yeah, so 15 Minutes of Frank is where I talk about kind of some of the stuff I did in my youth night the, the the night before, and then also kind of talk about some thoughts and things I'm growing and learning on while I'm in this youth ministry journey. So it's only 15 minutes. It's on podcasts, it's on iTunes, it's on YouTube. And I also have a website, frankgill.me, where um, you can uh, see all the videos in, this, in the podcast so yeah man
1: hey man thank you so much for coming on afternoon today sharing your heart sharing your insight sharing your wisdom and being a good friend a good podcaster and a great youth minister man we appreciate all that you do and I wish you the best man
2: hey man I appreciate it it was fun
1: good stuff right thanks Pastor Tank for sharing honestly that not only putting together good programs preaching good sermons but we are pastoring young people and we need to make the space to be present that what might seem like the smallest interaction to you might be a week-changing, life-changing interaction for them. Make space, listeners, for the students that care, for the students that want to know, for the students that are seeking your guidance, your wisdom, and mentorship.
0: Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After 9 Ministry. Or visit www.afternineministry.com to subscribe and learn more.